And right now I want to welcome John to the show. John, you're arguing with your girlfriend? Uh, yes. Hi, Dr. Kenner. Yes, I'm, it's a constant fight over money issues. Okay. Uh, I'll, give, I'll give you the situation. I, I produce. I'm a, I work. I'm yeah. an occupational therapist. She doesn't work. She lives with her aunt. And um, she comes she, from a She culture. does what? You said she doesn't work. She lives she with... She doesn't. Yeah, she lives with her aunt. She doesn't work. Okay. She comes from a culture where, you know, in Beijing, where the, you know, the, in that culture, the, the Chinese gentlemen will often buy lots of gifts for their girlfriends yeah. and shower them with money. Okay. Um, I'm an American, so <laughs> right. I have a different view about, about money issues, and I think... I think I shouldn't be giving her, you know, giving her money so she can spend. Or right, it's much more school. of a, a fair trader relationship in the states. Exactly, and she doesn't understand that point, and um, she she always accuses me of not caring for her because I don't give her money. Yeah, I, I just don't know how to respond and uh, make her understand that it, it should be a trader relationship um, and not just take, take, take. Right, you know, and the me. question, a more fundamental question to ask yourself is, is this the right relationship for you? If there are many, many good things in the relationship and this is the only stumbling block, then it makes a lot of time to uh, think about it, to work through this, and to help her, to help both of you understand that there are, uh, there's a cultural difference here that's also a philosophical difference, isn't uh-huh. it? It's a different way of looking at the world. It's in one sense, it's like, well, I, you know, I grew up in the 1950s, and how many moms in the 1950s didn't work? I mean, it was seen, you may not believe it, but it was seen as a negative if your mother had to work. And nowadays, you know, the the mothers would be taken care of. The husbands would be the breadwinners. Leave it to beaver type. Uh, You might not even know that. I'm showing my age here. Uh, But if, if, if she's expecting a lot of gifts and money and it's not something you can afford or that you enjoy doing, then you want to have a discussion on how you can show affection differently. And it may not be quite the American way. It may not be quite the uh, Chinese way that you may be able to find something that works for both of you. Okay. Uh, Dr. Kenner, and I've tried those other things. I tried, you know, I help her in school. Yeah. I give her moral support. I give her my love and attention. Yeah. But it's just that the money issue just comes up time and time again. What do you... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, and I was going to say, we just got into a fight tonight about, you know, she, she wants to move out on her own, but then she wants me to help her with her rent. Yeah, but it's a dependency relationship then. She because it's it's hard. I mean, when you're with someone you love, my husband did help me through school and I could I've helped him at other times, but there's there's an understanding that it's temporary. Once I get through school, I'll be earning my own income. But to expect it and to demand it is different from you saying, hey, I'd love to be supportive while you're in school or you want to move out. I have a lot of money and I'd love to give you that. If you don't have it or if it's against your principles, you need a method of communicating with her. So can you be her for a minute and or, or first tell me what happened tonight? Well, tonight, um, okay, we had a discussion um, 
her mother was sick in China. Yeah. And um, her mother-in-law kind of has power over her, too. Yeah. So the thing is, um, she, not her mother, her aunt, I mean, has power over her by, by okay. giving her money. Yeah. You know, control. Yeah. By use of money. And she helped her her uh, mom in China by gift showering her with money. And now she feels obligated to her to her aunt. Oh, she's know. learning a very important principle if she takes the right take-home take principle away from this, which is that when you accept, in quotes, a gift from somebody, financial support, you, uh-huh. f- you feel indebted to them. You feel like you're owed, you owe them, who knows what, your life. You owe them your career, giving up your career for them. You owe them whatever they want. Right, and that's what I try to explain to her, and that's how we got into a fight. I go, now you're going to feel indebted to your, to your aunt. Yeah. All the time, you're going to feel obligated. And tonight, you know, she put on this big old party for her aunt, you know, just to show, you know. You Gratitude. Know. Yeah, gratitude. Right. And this... I go, you didn't have to do that. You're going against your principle. You're, you're doing it not because you love her, but you feel obligated. Right, duty. So she can duty. see that, exactly. that, that if somebody said, Ellen, you know, I gave you a big party, not because I like you, I don't really care for you, you're kind of controlling, but you gave me some money, I want to pay you back, so here's the party for you. Man, I don't want that party. So um, what she needs to grasp is psychological independence. And I can think of, can she read English? Oh, yes, she could. Um, it, I don't know if she enjoys reading novels, but the I learned about psychological independence by reading the book The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. And psychological independence does not mean that you live on an island and you never connect with anyone else. Instead, right. psychological independence means that you build self-respect, that you can speak your mind assertively, not aggressively, but you don't let people walk over you, you don't let them, and you don't walk over other people. Another aspect of it is that you work, I mean, you might might need to go to college for a period of time, but your goal is to become self-sufficient so that you're, barring some cases where people are handicapped, but when you can become, and handicapped people can certainly earn a a good living too, um, but Assuming that you're not barred physically or mentally from pursuing some sort of career, you want to have something of interest in your life. You want to have some sort of career. So you want to sit back and ask yourself, are you dutifully staying in this relationship? Because one of the goal, I would think that if you're a self-supporting and self-respecting person, that... um, that you would want someone, uh, like you're saying, an American, it doesn't have to be American, but somebody who carries that same policy, uh, right. th- that who, who has built that into that character. She has not built independence into her character. She's built dependence into her character, and she's being trapped by now feeling she has to do for other people, and you never get out of that trap. So she is not a good catch unless she changes so your thoughts on staying with her yeah um yeah and i've, I've, also, I've actually 
try to teach her those principles. Of yeah, but you can't make someone else that. your psychologist. You can't be their therapist for life. You want to be a partner. So right. you may want to sleep on it a bit, but really consider, is she the right person for you? Because you don't want someone that is going to be dependent on you. And you, you can't change her. I mean, you can off, you can recommend Atlas Shrugged. You can recommend The yeah. Virtue of Selfishness. That right. is a phenomenal book. And that's also by Ayn Rand at my website, drkenner.com. Listen, thank you so much for your call. All right. Thank you, Dr. Kenner. Oh, you're welcome. That.